Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. I'd like to now welcome Ayanda Mzuli, who's the editor of Daily News. Good evening, Ayanda. Good evening, Patricia, and good evening to all your listeners. We also have uh, Councillor for Ward 5, uh, Councillor Mdombelo, on the line, Ayanda. And we are going to be talking about uh, the story that you managed to uncover, a uh, very tragic story that happened in Fryhead in, on, in December, on the 21st to, be, uh, 21st, to be precise, where two young girls drowned in uh, a, a mine that was not rehabilitated. Can we talk about what... What transpired on that day? Um, okay, so <clears throat> so basically, uh, what had transpired was that um, the girls drowned while swimming in one of the eight deep holes, uh, which were dug during a mining project that lasted for about three months in Kwamnazi village uh, in northern Efrahedi. Uh, um, and then uh, the cousins, Zanobu uh, Senchangas, uh, who was 12 years old, and Andiswa Masondo, who was eight, were sent to collect wood from the nearby forest. And according to the other children who were present um, at the scene and who were witnesses, um, you know, the, the, the children decided that after collecting the wood uh, to go for a swim in the deep holes, uh, which uh, have now been filled with water due to the recent uh, rainfalls, um, which are quite heavy during the summer. So while they were swimming, they could no longer spot the cousins in the deep water, and um, and then and then that's when they decided to to report the incident um, uh, to to the elders, and then a, a search party. Uh, was brought forth, and the girls' bodies were found uh, on the same day, and yeah, and then they were buried uh, the following Saturday. So, so um, you know, it's quite a it's quite a tragic tragic story, but I think it also speaks to something you know uh, a bit deeper um, than what than what we you know we 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 are currently dealing with, and that is um, you know when when mining companies. And those who are responsible for protecting the citizens choose to put choose to put profits ahead of the safety of the people in our communities. I'd like to come to you, Councillor Dombela. Councillor Dombela, it's been said that you, as the councillor of that particular ward, have been very concerned by the open holes and unrehabilitated um, land where the mine site was, that you ended up writing several letters to the government, including the Minister of Mineral Resources and Energy. Talk to us about the response that you have received from government. Yes, Mama. Uzongolela councillor. What I will do is that I will then translate. Yeah, Mama. Kuvuli 
utolo kuthi mangabe kukho nomphakathi okhalayo ukuthi lemgodini obungoze emphakathini nasengalini nasemfuyweni uma sizama njengoba holi kwezimhlangano omphakathi sizokhuza le nto umphakathi ufuhlwane ephakathi omunye uthufuna ukusebenza sovalela amathubo omsebenzi omunye ukhala ukuthi sakhe ngezindlu zodanga lapha uma abe kuvula umgodi emayini ubana uzosakhela izindlu uma abeziwana uthothe kegcina ke lapho ke kungekho ukulekeleleka imnyango ko mineral energy sikesubize ube khona uyibone lemgodi ama podcast alanavulwa zimayini uhambo ubuya ungabuyi imgodi mangicabanga nje ukuthi isiyo kanye nemdalana lemisha ilapha ko 8 loke kwaqala cishe ngabo January 2020 kwangenizimvu zoko omunye umuzwa phoko omdlalo ose ezazo 17 bakhona ukhiphezu u10 ezo 7 zafa zafela khona seyibhatjo odakini sachumana ke no department of mineral through minister Kwete Montashe eh thelisa xoxwa ke lodaba ukuthi kulungisa ukuthi kuzobonana isimo ukuthi simkanjani kwathola ukuthi ke nakho sekuvalwa izongo match kwabe kusaqhubeka lodo okukhona kokukhulu okwenzekile kunomgodo obukade uvulwe mayitho asande mine okuyibona ke lona wezi sigameko omhlaka 21 December ngathola ucingo lami kwamanye amalungu omphakathi ukuthi wasengene ingane zaminzi aphakathi ngabe sengiphuthuma khona ke bangifiya ngabo half past 4 kuya ku 5 kanje ngathola ukuthi lena yodwa ingane bakhonile ukuyikhipha bayiphuthumise kulinik ehlobane yafeka ashona bavela khona yaphuma nje ingasakwazi ifukunyakaza kwathi ukuthi lena enye ingane ayikaphumike yona abantu abasiza kwasiza ke amaphoyisa sepolitishi ehlobane uyona ayehlamba ekwazi ukudive lapho ukhipha lezingane sayithola ke ingane ethe kungo 706 yaphuma vele isishonile eh kusukela lapho ke sabe sesixhumana ke nomnyango weze mayini uhovisi wa minister silubika lutakutla kusekwe lenki ngale zatumana ne uhovisi wa ndunangulu la wazul natali ukupegala na lisisimo soti se ushode ingane la paya ee sibesi tumana ke nabom nyango kwa minister wezo mbi wapanzi baza magutai oba vile besekuse maholitini akuzanye indlela ukuthi kwazi ukuthi ngicwabekele izingane bese ke after lokho sokuya maholidini ke bese lasetshenzwa kuludabala lababantu baza make ukontributha ngemali engango 40000 ushuthi 20000 20000 ingane yodwa kuze kwazi izingcwabeke ne ofisa ndona kulangenekela ukuthi kwazi ukusasa usasa akwazi ukunikela ngama voucher kwazi ukuthi kuthenge iGlossu eh into okuyiyona ke yenzala njama nje ABC fees ukuba le mgodi ivalwe yonke bese uthi bonke labantu alaba lahlekelwe imfuyo bekwazi labantu abambane amgodi kulandele uthi bengichaphezela abantu abalahlekelwe imfuyo nalezingane eh yakwamasondo yakwajangase bekwazi abazi lakhona bekompensethwe noma ngeke sabuya lezongane kodwa nje bekwazi ithola isichophezelo bese ke kugcina lokuthi kunikezwe abantu ama license ukuba bezovula imgodi ama open cards abeshebe wavula lephathwe emphakathi oba kugcwala abanzi kube siziba ingane zaziyobhukusha lapha kanti seyibhusha phokushona khona kwamina ngimngaka nje ngena kusithele ungabonakali 
Thank you very much, uh, Councillor Ndombela, for giving us uh, the summary of what is uh, transpiring in uh, the the area that you are in, in KZN. Um, what I'm going to do now, A-Team, is for the benefit of everyone who's listening, I'm going to just, in a nutshell, tell you what the councillor was uh, informing us of, that the it's been an ongoing issue with uh, the area in Fryhead where there are mines that are open and rehabilitated and they've posed a lot of damage um, from the mud huts that people are living in in the, in the vicinity all the way to having uh, livestock drowning in these uh, uh, holes that were dug up. He says there's about currently eight holes in the area and they've been contacting the different um, you know, government departments that are responsible but still, there's not much that is being done. These mining companies are not being held accountable. He also made mention of the fact that there is a lot of people in the community who are very excited when the mining companies come in because of job opportunities. But the moment that they are no longer extracting in the mines and the operations have closed down, all the responsibility lies on his head as a councillor to ensure the safety of the community. He did uh, also say that there's been a lot of interaction between himself and uh, the department of uh, mineral and energy to ensure that something is done but till today nothing has been done um, with the case of the two uh, cousins that passed away uh, who's 12 and Andy who's 8 he says that uh, the department donated a sum of 20,000 rand each for each child so 40,000 rand to assist the family with the burial expenses and then the department of social development also donated food vouchers to the value of 1,300 and 50 rands for each child, uh, which was much appreciated. But obviously, the, the the holes are still unattended and the community is still at a place where they are worried for their livestock, for their children, for the community at large. Now, I'd like to come to you, um, Ayanda, with regards to this particular story. You and uh, your colleagues have been really trying to get hold of uh, the department to ensure that you get some feedback and response. Has there been any response other than the donations that were made? Um, <clears throat> look, there, there, there hasn't been uh, much of much of an in-depth uh, response uh, to, to some of our queries. Um, they had promised uh, to get back to us this week 
but uh, so far they they haven't. And you know when when um, when our senior journalist Fnema uh, Sugu uh, was working on the story, um, you know the, the the only thing that the uh, uh, departments of mineral resources and energy would say was that um, you know they had noted the sadness the unfortunate drownings and would conduct an investigation into the incident in terms of um, in terms of the legal provisions however um, we still don't have um, an in-depth response to some of um, you know the the, the questions um, that our journalists have been asking them um, because I mean obviously uh, 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 one one death is one too many, and especially for two young people uh, who had their whole lives ahead of them, for them to lose their lives in such a you know in such a manner, um, you know the 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 Department of Mineral Resources and Energy uh, um, has a case to answer, and so does the mining companies um, who who are ultimately responsible. For for leaving these uh, these gaping holes um, in our in our communities where where people are lo- not only losing their loved ones but are also losing um, their livelihoods as well. Ayanda, from a legal point of view, uh, it, it, it it's quite. It's quite clear that there could be a case here, but who is going to open the case and who will be held accountable uh, for the case? Because the, the, the Department of uh, uh, Mineral and, um, and, and Energies, uh, they, they obviously, Mineral Resources and Energy, they obviously uh, feel that, well, they've done their justice and they've given the money and food parcels were given by Department of Social Development. But there's nothing that's been said around the implementation of environmental management plan, of which is very important for every mining company to adhere to. Mm -hmm. So who Mm -hmm. would be held accountable for the deaths of these two children and even the livestock and, Mm -hmm. you know, harm to people's lives and livestock in that community? Would it be the department or the mining company, which is Asande Mining? Well, look, um, <clears throat> this this is just now from from my point of view. I'm no legal expert, but from but from what I know and from what I understand is that uh, first things first, there has there has to uh, there had to have been somebody who granted the mining license in the first place, right? So so if so so the department uh, had granted the mining license to to the companies. And there are all these terms and conditions on 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 on, on what one should do when they are uh, mining, um, you know, uh, uh, the land. Were, were, were the, was the community consulted? Uh, what were the terms uh, and conditions and the provisions um, that came with the granting of the license? And were were these companies uh, negligent in how they left um, their mining operations? And if and if there is a case, and if there is a case of negligence from the the the, the, the mining companies, then yes, there is a, a room for legal uh, recourse. Um, but obviously, I think it would it would be something that um, you know that that that, that maybe um, a, a, a law firm that can represent the community pro bono. Uh, to look at, uh, to look into, but there's definitely a case to answer. And in terms of accountability, um, <clears throat> the buck ultimately stops with the people that we vote for. Um, and the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy, in this case, uh, 
um, you know, is uh, is is um, is the department that that is ultimately responsible for the mining operations that are happening there, along with the companies uh, who receive these mining licenses from the departments. So, so they the buck stops with them ultimately, um, and they are the ones who need to be held accountable. And also, you know, just looking at what they've um, provided uh, in terms of the um, <clears throat> in, ter- in terms of the twenty thousand rand, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, as, as much as it is a good gesture uh, for you know for 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 these. Uh, kids to be buried and all of that, but twenty thousand rand is, you know, it's also uh, a, a sort of uh, insult uh, to look at it. Um, you know, to to actually think that um, are, were these kids' lives worth this twenty thousand rand? You know, I mean, why did it have to come to this? So I and I agree with you. I yes. agree with you hundred percent that it's a slap in their faces. It mm. is. It is an an insult of a high level. Um, it's a gesture that I, if I was the family members, I was not going to accept, especially because the councillor of uh, the ward councillor um, has been writing letters and communicating with the department, has requested that the minister, Gwete Mantashi, comes and sees for himself what the devastation of the land looks like and the, mm. the, the risk mm. it poses, and no one bothered to come. Yes, COVID mm. has held us back, but no one bothered to come and investigate and ensure that something is done. No one bothered to call this Asande uh, mining company to come and rehabilitate the land. So something somewhere is going wrong. It is a slap in the face. And can I please ask you to just uh, stay with me because what we are going mm. to do is going to take some of our callers. A-teamers, we are available for you to call in and give us your um, y- your opinions and your, your, your views on this particular matter. We are talking about an issue that happened on the 21st of December 2020, just before Christmas, where two young sisters who are living in a community where most of the houses are mud huts, where they have to go and, and look for wood in the forest. And when they were coming back, they ended up, you know, deciding to go for a little splash, not knowing that those are mine holes that were so deep and they ended up drowning in them because no one in South Africa bothered to listen and make sure that something is mm. being done. That's what we're talking about, A-teamers. Very sad. I'm a mother. This hurts me. It breaks my heart. I'd like to ask you, A-teamers, to please join in by uh, going to Twitter on our polls. We've asked you if you think that the, the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy is doing enough to hold mining companies accountable. Please do vote there, and we'll come back and check those polls. You can also call in on 011-714-2006, WhatsApp on 0614-104-107. Let me go to Quentin, who's in Bulugwane. Quentin, good evening. Hello, how are you, Patricia? Oh, Quentin, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not okay. We, we are talking about something that is really touching my heart as a South African and as a mother. Yes, I understand, especially with the challenges in the mind. And then, good evening to your team, also your visitors. And then, Patricia, I have some, I understand you have the what counselor and the reporter from the Daily News. I wanted to get some clarity made with regard to some issues regarding the mine. My first, I understand my first question that I wanted to get clarity on was the community consulted when the mine started. Maybe our what counselor can assist with that regard. 
All right. Can you please repeat that, uh, Quinton? I was saying was the, uh, the community consultant when the mine started in that area. Well, from what we no longer have the councillor with us, um, but from what the councillor initially explained is that when the mining operations were about to start, the community members were excited. Well, not all of them, but majority of them because of the job prospects. So clearly they were aware of it. Okay. Yeah, of course. I, I have some quick. You see, if the mine was mining legally, for example, the, the mine, the infrastructure where the mine is supposed to be. One thing that they must do, they must make sure that the area is where the mine is situated, it must be fully secured with the fence and whatsoever, so that no one can go in and out as they like. So that is why I wanted to ask with regard to that. And then also, as part of the DMR duties, the DMRE duties, they are supposed to do inspection every month. Myself and the mining engineer in the mine, so I know that these things they are supposed to visit now and then. But you know, Quinton, in an ideal world, in our legislation, in our paperwork, that is what is supposed to be happening, but it does not happen. Hence, we have such yes, tragedies in South Africa. Yes, because I understand even mine flows in March, as they say, they were supposed to be. Let's say, for example, where the first scenario where the livestock was went in and then so already the hazard was showing that we have something that we need to take care of but in the near future let's say for example because the regional the dmr regional offices in the region where the incident happened they're supposed to come to the mine and check what happened what went wrong and then to be honest as the community wherever we understand when mines come they come with opportunity for mining they come with jobs but we must never forget that the area that they're going to be working is some area that we need to make sure that before they leave or when they are working there, the area is safe for people not to go around. Well, Quinton, thank you for giving us uh, what is supposed to be done. But we are aware that in South Africa, most provinces, it is not done. Pumalanga yes. um, yesterday was a case in point, and now it's case at end. Yes. Thank you very much, Quinton. I need to go to a break. Um, uh, but, Ayanda, please stay with us. And Anonymous, I can see that you are on the line. Uh, please also hold. This is uh, Late Night Conversations with me, Patricia Anduli. We are talking about a sad tragedy of unrehabilitated mine sites in South Africa. In Fryhead on the 21st of December, two young girls passed away drowned within an uh, unrehabilitated mining site and nothing really is being said. No one has been brought to book and this is the thing that we need to speak about. Please send us your WhatsApp voice notes, make them short and sweet, nothing more than uh, a minute long, so 60 seconds, uh, so that we'll be able to play them. The number to dial for WhatsApp is 0614104107. Tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia N. Dooley. 42 minutes after 10, uh, let me remind you, A-teamers, that we are currently talking about the two young girls who drowned in an open mine clusters abandoned by a mining company called Asande Mines. And we we couldn't get hold of them to be able to... uh, 
communicate with us and tell us exactly what has been going on. Why was that land left unrehabilitated? Perhaps someone from the company is listening right now. Please do call in and, 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 and give us a heads up. Let us know what's been going on. Why did your company uh, enjoy the benefits, reap the benefits and leave that land unrehabilitated? Also, nothing much from the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy in terms of them uh, being upfront to come and discuss this issue with us. Uh, we, are gra- we, we are grateful for the 40,000 rand that they donated. But more needs to be done. Letters have been sent to them by the councillor. Um, the, the, the community has been for for a long time now uh, requesting that they be something done in these uh, mine sites that were not rehabilitated because they pose a threat to the community. But nothing has been done. We've got Ayanda Mzulu, who's the editor of the Daily News. And earlier on, we were also joined by the councillor of Ward 5 of the area, who's councillor Ndombeela. Uh, however, he couldn't be with us for much longer. But let's continue con- uh, conversing around this. I've got Anonymous who's been holding on the line. Good evening, Anonymous. Good evening to you, Patricia. And good evening to your guest as well. I'm just inquiring, with the, minor, with the legal minors uh, that are no longer in the property, will they not blame it conveniently on the illegal minors? That's uh, one. And two, the money that's given is a drop in the ocean compared to the loss of life. Those children could have grown up and those children could have earned money much more than that money that you're giving to the person. Okay, just a little uh, to, uh, for the funeral cost. But what about the rest of the life of that parent uh, that don't have, won't have income mm. and won't have a child anymore? Mm, very sad. It's a sad reality it's that very, we're very facing, sad. Anonymous. It's very, very sad. And you know what? If, uh, they, they, I'm sure they now will blame it on the illegal miners. So, and, you know, their companies will get away with, uh, with murder. Well, the funny thing is that with this particular uh, um, case, the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy um, has not come up front to say who is going to be bought to book. And we also know the name of the company <laughs> that was mining in that area, and they have been mum. Nothing has been said. So illegal mining has nothing to do with this. This so who's was full-on mining. Who's looking after who here, Patricia? Yeah, that's the question that's the we're question all we need to ask. Who's looking after who? You scratch my back and I scratch yours mm. and carry on with life while the while innocent people are suffering the consequences and, you know, and uh, people have loss of, uh, you know, income through their livestock and things like that. I, I think somebody used to wake, somebody used to put pressure and somebody to wake up and I think you can do it, Patricia. Well, you have the platform and we, you can do it. That's why we're talking about it right now, Anonymous, okay. and I'm okay, hoping that you. someone is listening. Thank you very much, Anonymous. You, Let me go back to Ayanda. Ayanda, <laughs> you have heard Quinton, who's a mining engineer in Bulugwane, um, talk about what's supposed to be done. And we have just heard uh, Anonymous, uh, who's in Durban, who was telling us uh, about, you know, who's, who's scratching who's back. Um, weigh in on these uh, two comments from our AT please okay um i'll i'll just weigh in uh, on the comment made by the the last um caller uh, anonymous who's asking a very very you know a very very important question who's scratching who's back and i think you know as um as as the editor of the daily news and as someone who's passionate about investigative journalism you know we always have uh, the, the first rule, the number one saying is that, you know, you need to follow the money. And um, this now brings me back to the first comment that I made when we uh, opened up the discussion is that, you know, we clearly have a case here where, <clears throat> where profits were put ahead 
of the interests and the safety and the health of the people in the community. Um, for far too long in South Africa, um, companies, uh, big companies, um, you know, uh, get away with murder um, simply because, uh, you know, our, our communities are poor. There's a serious lack of infrastructure. Our people uh, are poverty-stricken. Um, and then it's easy for them to come into our communities um, under under the auspices of, you know, of uh, providing jobs where we are in a country where, you know, uh, I think what, like more uh, 30% of our population is unemployed and about uh, 60% of the youth uh, in South Africa are unemployed. So it's very, very easy to go into our communities and, you know, and, uh, and under the auspices of job creation. But meanwhile, um, the, the, the companies uh, that are coming into these communities are taking shortcuts. They're not putting in the proper infrastructure um, in place. They're going in there, taking the resources, making billions um, in the process, and then shifting these resources out and shifting these uh, profits out as well. And then what do they leave our communities with? They leave our communities um, with nothing but these gaping holes which are health hazard. But then let's also just take it away from Friday a bit. Let's go to the bigger uh, uh, mining <coughs> uh, companies out there. Um, you know, let's go to, to, to your areas such as uh, Rustenburg, you know, around the platinum belt. Look at those areas um, and look at how the people who are the miners and who live in those areas uh, are, are surviving. Many, many mining communities, um, you know, in these pro- with, with these big companies um, are, are surrounded by informal settlements. They're surrounded by extreme levels of poverty where people go to work in these mines. Um, they don't earn a living. The mining companies themselves don't provide proper provisions for people to, to have uh, a, a dignified uh, housing and dignified uh, and living living spaces, and then and then and then you know all. But then at, at the same time, the, the the mining companies take all 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 of the resources, shift all all of the profits uh, out of the country. So so now we we we, ha- we end up having these problems that uh, that that we currently faced with. So so yeah. So so I think my take my take on it is follow the money. And once you follow the money, you'll see exactly what is happening. And that is profit over people. Profit over people. And this is what we are finding as money is being followed. But what is the role of the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy? Why have all these strategies and plans? Why issue out licensing for mining if you are not going to keep people accountable, monitor them and ensure that everything is done to the T, to the book. Well, that's a question that they only can answer. We are talking to Ayanda Mzluli, who's the editor of Daily News, around uh, the tragedy that happened in Fryhead on the 21st of December where two young girls, Zanogule, who was 12, and Andiswa, 8-year-old, who died um, while trying to swim in a mine dump. This is really sad. I've got Mohammed, who's in Durban. Mohammed, good evening. Uh, good evening to you, ma'am, and good evening to the guests. And it's very sad to see that we lost two small children. But we, the bottom line is, I think the uh, mining company should be held responsible. They should have restored the land uh, and left it the way it's supposed to be. And I think the bottom line is, take them to court, criminal record against the company itself. And our minister should come into the fore 
and solve the problem. The bottom line is that 20,000 is like peanuts. The bottom line is that we cannot restore our lives again. And not only that, the mining companies should be held responsible and they should have restored the land and be sued and have a criminal record against them. That's my comment, and have a good evening. Thank you very much, Mohammed. But now, Mohammed, tell me something. If the mining companies know it to be found and uh, the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy is not also trying to ensure that they are found so that they can be held to book, what should we as community be doing? No, ma'am, uh, definitely they can be found. The reason being, when you apply for license in any business, they will definitely have records of all the chairman, the directors and whoever. So the bottom line is definitely the licensing department should know who the license were issued to uh, Sunder Mines and who is responsible for it. And, and I'm sure there's directors, they run companies, supervisors, whatever. They know when the contract is going to end, when the mine is going to finish, and they're going to know the planning and when they're going to restore the land. Mm. That's, you know, that's what I think. In an ideal world, that's what should be happening. Unfortunately, that's not the case and issue in South Africa. Thank you very much, Mohammed. Thank you, ma'am. Have a good evening. Ayanda, we seem to be uh, chasing our tails here because we know what should be done. We know what legislation says. We know the responsibility of the department responsible for these mining companies, but none of them are coming up front to tell us what will be done. When will responses be given to Councillor Ndombele uh, on all the numerous letters that he has sent to them? And the tragedy that has happened now could just be, you know, uh, one that is just the beginning. Many more could be coming up. Um, I can, I can, I can obviously, um, you know, speak from what can be done from our side as the as the media. I think, um, you know, sometimes we we as journalists we, we we need to we need to really really focus on the human interest stories, you know, on stories that affect our people on the ground. I understand that sometimes, you know, we we, we get lost in covering the politics and the big stories and, you know, and, and, and what's happening up there. And then we end up forgetting that, that at the end of the day, we have a responsibility to be the voice of the voiceless. Um, for, for, for decades and decades in South Africa prior to, um, <clears throat> prior to, 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 to the democratic dispensation, uh, our people have always been denied a voice. Um, our people have always been uh, denied a platform uh, of which uh, to express themselves and of which to talk about the issues that are affecting them. Um, but now it's 2021, and you know we, we we do have these platforms where we can voice our issues, voice our concerns, and talk about the issues that are affecting us um, as a people. And and one of the ways in which we can do that is you know is is using uh, media platforms, platforms like the Daily News. Um, platforms like uh, SAFM, you know, to provide these human interest investigative stories that highlight the plight of our people. When the councillor was there, <clears throat> he he spoke about, um, you know, uh, livestock was getting lost. He spoke about, um, uh, you know, incidents like this being a norm uh, happening, you know, uh, uh, all the time. So, so I think the more we give. Uh, a voice to, to, to this particular issue, the more we keep knocking on the door, the more we keep following the money, that is when um, we are going to grab the necessary attention and that is when we are going to start holding the right people accountable.
Let's go to a voice note here from one of our A-teamers. Hi, Patricia. It's Carl from Durban. Good evening. And to your guest, well, I suggest you ask the question, what is the function of the Ministry of Mines and Energy? Well, I would say it's to make sure that Australian mining companies get concessions in the Red Desert and Port Edward and murder community leaders and provide all the chiefs with brand new Toyotas and, uh, yeah, generally hold them bezos that lawyers are barred from and people are intimidated at. That's more or less it. Sure. That shows little uh, faith within the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy. And that, that's that's how some uh, South Africans and A-teamers are viewing the department um, when it comes to the operations. I wish they were here to come and speak for themselves. On Twitter, we've asked you, do you think that the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy is doing enough to hold mining companies accountable in rehabilitating the land once operations are done? Well, currently, 93.8% of you say no. And 6.2% say yes. I've got some messages here. This one comes from at Azueli King Lomo. He says, please can somebody investigate what happened to the over 600 billion, last time I checked, mining rehabilitation fund. Can journalists or investigators follow that through? It should be very easy to rehabilitate our land, our precious nature. People need to be brought to book. And we do agree with you there. I think this is one of those stories that we do need to follow up. What has happened to these funds? Um, and is the department uh, doing enough to ensure that these funds are allocated to the correct communities? Because the more rural and communities that are vulnerable. Another one here comes from Setu. Setu is just saying he has made a request numerous times that uh, we do some uh, special series where we visit old mining towns leading to the LGE 2021. Um, and uh, Setu, yeah, no Noted, and uh, we'll make sure that something does happen because it's quite a critical one that that we look at what's going on in these mining towns. On uh, WhatsApp, I've got one here from uh, Donald in uh, Rustenburg who says, uh, uh, that's the reason why people in Molobeni in Eastern Cape were rejecting the mining operations in their area. People are fed up, Ayanda. People are tired of hearing the aftermath of mining companies um, that ends up with community members just being left with tragedy. And uh, that's where we are currently as South Africa. As we round up our conversation, Ayanda, what is it that we can expect? Do we expect that the department will respond and someone will be brought to book? Um, Look, at the end of the day, uh, the departments will respond. Um, I've got a very, very good uh, investigative uh, journalism team, and the, this is a story that we are going to continue, um, you know, focusing on. We're going to continue uh, covering it. The, you know, uh, you know, the, the, these, these are the stories. These, these are the type of stories that we cover that makes us uh, the, the the people's paper, you know, of of KZN. So, so ultimately, at the end of the day, we will continue knocking on the door of the department and somebody's going to answer. And one day, uh, hopefully, um, you know, when, when we get to the bottom of the issues and when we highlight the plights of all of our people um, in, in, in some of these uh, affected communities, we'll see people uh, start being held accountable. We'll see the departments or, or some of these um, uh, big mining companies being held accountable 
for um, for 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 issues like this. Before I let you go, let's hear what another A-teamer has to say. Mm. Good evening, Sisi and your guest. Uh, remember, Sisi, we had a mining charter that was saying that uh, before the mine start start uh, operating, they need to to develop the mining towns and mining areas <clears throat> by any means necessary. But they scratch that that, that mining charter, and then the new minister comes in. They giving them the, 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 the mining companies those licenses, and they bribing people. And as the councillor was saying, they, even the chiefs are being bribed. So they just ripping the, the, the natural resource and going away. That's all. That is the sad reality that we are facing. Ayanda, I'm looking forward to us uh, following the story very closely because what we need is answers as South Africans and we want to see land being rehabilitated and communities being compensated correctly for loss of lives and livestock and livelihoods. It's really a sad reality that we are living in and um, especially because we do have the right policies in place. It's just that they're not implemented correctly. Mm. Thank you very much, Ayanda. Thank you very much for for having me on your show and all the best. Thank you very, very much. And I'd also like to thank Undabezintle Sibia, who um, actually did assist with uh, us getting the story together. Because at the end of the day, it takes one of our community members to stand up and all of us galvanizing around um, a particular issue to fix it. If we don't stand together, if we don't make our voices heard for the correct things, then we will see ourselves always crying foul. Department of Mineral Resources and Energy, if you are listening, please do reach out to us. Um, please do reach out to us so we can find out what your take is on this particular issue. We spoke about the tragedy at the Lily Mines uh, that happened five years ago and no word from the department. And again, today, Fryhead Mine, um, Asande Mining Company, uh, two children drowned. Another tragedy. No one is listening. Many mining companies around South Africa, especially in the rural communities that have been left unrehabilitated, are posing a danger and a risk. Please do reach out to us. We've been trying to reach out to you. We'd love to speak to you and hear from you. What is it that you are going to do to bring these companies to book and also to make sure that these communities and these areas are rehabilitated? Looking forward to hearing from the department. And once we do, we'll definitely make sure that we will interact and inform our A-teamers. Now, uh, Setu here is also saying on Twitter at uh, Defaced Picasso, Gweta Mandashi is in charge now and uh, the sleeping tiger is doing what he does best. We have no journalist in South Africa and <laughs> this conversation will remain a late night one that won't go far. We make suggestions, but they don't take them up, let alone give them the needed exposure. Money is gone. That's from at Deface Picasso, Setu, uh, on uh, Twitter. So let's hear what happens with the Department of Mineral and Energy. This is Late Night Conversations, leading the conversation on 104 to 107 nationwide.